Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today we are going to be talking about plateaus in your fitness journey. So what is a plateau? How can we change the way we think about them? And what actually is the best way to break through those plateaus? So if you're listening, how many of you guys have felt like you've hit a plateau at some point in fitness? And how do you actually define a plateau for yourself? Like, what is it that makes you feel like you've hit that plateau? Is it the number on the scale not changing? Is it your strength not going up in the gym? Not feeling like your body is actually changing? How do you define what a plateau is? And I feel like most of us say we're in a plateau when our weight doesn't change or our strength doesn't change. So that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on for this episode. Now, I always tell my clients there is no such thing as a plateau. And the reason I say that is because there is always something going on in your body physiologically. Whether you can see those changes externally or not, there is always something happening. So even if you are in a fat loss phase, you're doing a cut, you're in a calorie deficit, your weight will not go down every single weigh-in. Your weight will not go down every single week especially because there are so many variables in addition to fat loss and fat gain that are going to affect that number on the scale. And even if we could control for all of those variables at every single weigh-in, your weight and measurements still wouldn't change in a linear fashion consistently, even if you had the best program in the world, the best coach in the world, and were completely dialed in. And I mean, if you think about it, if you dropped an inch or a pound at every single check-in, with your coach, it wouldn't be long until you eventually hit zero pounds. And obviously, that's completely impossible. So a plateau is kind of just this fancy word that we attach to what we're feeling when we feel like there's no visible progress being made. And as humans, we like to progress. It's in our nature. So when we have that lack of quantitative progress happening, Despite any qualitative progress, meaning more of the things that we, we feel, like our mood, our stress levels, our happiness, despite changes in those things, we still typically will identify as being in a plateau. And being in a plateau will typically elicit a negative response within ourselves. Now, for most people who are beginner to intermediate levels of fitness, which would be the majority of people, they will push on despite a plateau for about one to two weeks because they want that progress again. They want to get back into that momentum when they were seeing that visible progress happening. But typically, and I've worked with enough clients, hundreds of clients to know this, 
typically, if that plateau doesn't break in about two weeks, we like to throw in the towel, we slip up, or we fall off track. Okay. Most people do not last more than two weeks before their victim mentality kicks in. They lose motivation, they lose focus, and they take their foot off the gas pedal. And I've been there. I'm still there sometimes. The more advanced you become in fitness, honestly, the more challenging progress can be in a lot of aspects. Sometimes it feels like you actually have to work way harder to achieve less. The more advanced you get, it does get easier in some aspects because you have a lot of it built into who you are and into your identity. But those beginner gains that we get when we first start lifting or we first start working out and eating properly, we typically don't get that quick of results after you've been in fitness for multiple years. So what actually is the best thing to do when you feel like you're in a plateau? How should you actually approach it? And the answer is put your head down, put your ego aside, and stay consistent. If you can do that, you are miles ahead of everyone else because most people can't even last more than one to two weeks when they feel like they're in a plateau. And do you really think if you're in a plateau that stopping doing what even got you to that point in the first place is going to help you break through it? It's not. Giving up is never the answer. And from a coaching standpoint, when a client is in a plateau, the most important thing during that time is generally not changing the program. It's generally keeping the client focused for those two to three weeks where they feel like nothing is changing because it's generally those two to three weeks that are the most pivotal, pivotal, because that's when that breakthrough is going to happen. That's when the most important changes are actually going on inside of that person. Just because you can't see things going on doesn't mean those changes are not happening. So the first thing you should do when you hit that plateau is actually amp up your focus. And that's usually the the opposite of what we actually do. And if you are doing all of the big things right, we want to dial in the little things. So the big things being training, eating, hitting your macros, drinking your water. Then we want to really dial in those extras, sleep, stress management, the stuff that we kind of overlook because it's not that sexy, it's not that fun, proper warm-ups, flexibility, working on your mobility, vitamins, getting your blood work done, electrolytes, your self-talk, how you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself, who you surround yourself with, your food choices, your gut health, and making sure that you have impeccable form in the gym, okay? Because those little things are going to add up. Sometimes we get so focused on training and eating and hitting our macros, we feel like we're doing everything right, but we're forgetting some of those little things that really make a huge difference. And when we're in that plateau, in the moment, we're feeling those emotions and we're like, man, I'm training hard, I'm eating properly, I'm drinking my water, why isn't this working? But if you lose focus of the big things because you get discouraged, the little things aren't even going to matter. And you're going to have to start over again with the big things. So it's so important that we start to build those basics into our identity, build them into our life so they are our autopilot. That's our default way of acting and living. Then we can fine tune the little things. Now, I'm going to give you guys some tactical advice. But before I do that, I do want to address one more really important thing to not do when you hit a plateau. And that's this idea that when we hit a plateau, we need to amp things up in terms of cardio and harder dieting. 
typically, that is the worst thing to do. Now, I'm not saying that you can't reduce your calories slightly or that you can't slightly increase your cardio, but generally slashing your calories and bumping your cardio up an extra one to two hours or even 45 minutes, depending on like what your cardio structure looks like, all that's going to do is increase the stress on your body, higher cortisol, increased hunger, decreased recovery. All of that will usually lead to overeating and impaired performance in the gym. can also lead to an increase in inflammation, which again is one of the worst things that we can have for our health. We want a little bit of inflammation from our resistance training, but we don't want chronic inflammation in our bodies. So again, if you are that person who feels like they're in specifically a weight loss plateau and you're like, I'm doing everything right. Now I have to just go balls to the walls. I got to do cardio every single day, two hours. I'm just going to eat salad. Like worst thing you can do. Please do not allow yourself to go down that avenue. So now that you know what not to do, I'm going to give you guys some tips. So we're going to start with tips that are specific to weight loss. However, these will also help you break through training plateaus. But then we're also going to talk specifically about what you can do in the gym to break through plateaus. They do go hand in hand. There's a lot of crossover between the two. So the first one when it comes to a weight loss plateau is to increase your sleep duration and or the quality. So I know a lot of people who live in Fort Mac, we don't always have the luxury of just being like, oh, I'll sleep longer. If you work shift work, sometimes the reality is you are limited to five, maybe six hours of sleep. So if you are someone in that situation, we want to really optimize the sleep quality, okay? Ideally, we want to increase that duration if we can, getting upwards of even eight hours. But that's not always a realistic possibility for everyone, right? So some things you can do to improve your sleep quality, reduce your screen time, your exposure to any blue light before you're going to bed within at least an hour, ideally taking magnesium, taking ashwagandha, taking CBD oil, all of those things can help you get into a deeper sleep. The next one is electrolytes. Making sure you don't have an electrolyte deficiency, making sure you're, again, drinking enough water and getting enough sodium. So about maybe 500 milligrams per liter of water that you consume. This next one is going to sound so basic, but it's really, really key. And that is to optimize your breathing. Your breath is the foundation to your life. So we typically always want to be breathing in and out through our nose. It's actually quite unhealthy to be breathing through your mouth, especially when you're sleeping. So focus on proper breathing, deep breathing during your day as well as during your training. Sometimes I've seen people and I used to train clients who would like hold their breath when they're working out. So you always want to be breathing while you are training and ideally breathing in and out through your nose. Next tip is go outside, especially in the summer, especially if you have nice weather, expose yourself to that sunlight, absorb that vitamin D and try to go out into nature in in new environments. It is really good for your mental health. It is really good for your physical health for so many reasons. We can get into that in another episode. Next tip is pay attention to your gut health. This could also be a completely different episode, 
But your gut is really your second brain. If you are experiencing any type of abnormal symptoms from anything like mood swings, skin issues, bloating, cravings, all of those can actually be linked to your gut. Now, I'm not saying that it is 100% caused by your gut, but you would be surprised how strong of a correlation there can be. So pay attention to your gut health, to your digestion, make sure you're chewing your food, and make sure you're getting your blood work done if there are any strange symptoms occurring in your life. Finally, manage your stress. Take time to fill up your cup. Make sure you are working on your mindset. I highly recommend daily meditation, even if it's only three to five minutes. It makes a huge difference. Now, when it comes to training plateaus, strength plateaus, I'm going to run you guys through a couple of tips there as well. And as mentioned, a lot of these will also apply to weight loss and muscle growth as well. Tip number one is take creatine. Creatine is a really great supplement. It's one of the few supplements that actually does make a difference. It's not going to make a massive difference, but it will help you with hydration and it will help you a little bit with your strength in the gym. You also want to make sure you are optimizing your meal timing. Now, for an average person, I would say meal timing is less important than hitting your overall nutrition goals when we're talking like calories, macronutrients, protein intake, carb intake, fat intake. Those are like the top priority. But once you have that down, there there definitely is ways to optimize your meal timing based on your life and the days that you are training and the time that you are training, okay? So pre and post workout nutrition are very, very important especially when you're in a plateau, because that might be the difference between whether you're breaking through it or whether you're not. Pre and post-workout nutrition can absolutely improve your performance, which is going to help you with both strength, building muscle, and fat loss as well, all right? Um, Next tip is aim to keep your weight training between 45 to 75 minutes, okay? This is going to help with optimal hormone functionality. 45 minutes being kind of on the lower end, you can still get a great workout in in 45 minutes if you are focused. 75 minutes being a little bit on the higher end. Honestly, most of my training sessions are around 70 minutes. I do like to take my time and be super intentional. Um, But if you're going much over 75 minutes, you're going to start to head into a catabolic state, um, which is ideally not what we want. We don't want to be burning through any muscle or any lean body mass. So again, about a 45 to 75 minute range for your resistance training. We also want to focus on our recovery. So I know it feels like your muscles are growing when you're in the gym working out. Your muscles are actually growing when you are resting. Your muscles are growing when you are sleeping. So recovery is very underrated for how important it is, okay? In combination with that, we want to work on mobility. That doesn't mean you have to work on your mobility every single day, but working on ankle mobility, hip mobility, shoulder mobility, they're going to improve your movement patterns. They're going to improve your lifts. You're going to be able to lift heavier. You're going to be able to improve your muscular endurance as well. So working on mobility is never a bad thing. That also ties in with reducing your inflammation, improving your flexibility, doing yoga can also help relieve stress and just, you know, 
zone out, zen out. (laughs) Adding in a good quality omega-3, since we're on the topic of inflammation, can also help with that. And taking L-glutamine for DOMS, so for um, that delayed muscle soreness, definitely a game changer if you are someone who gets really, really sore from lifting weights. Now we're going to finish off with my favorite three tips. These are like the ones that make the biggest difference for me, especially when we're talking about um, hypertrophy and breaking through those strength plateaus. And that is contracting your muscles harder in training. Often we just get caught up in the number of reps we're doing, caught up in the number of sets, and we're not even actually thinking about our muscles. That's the whole reason we're in the gym is to work our muscles. Whether we're trying to build muscle or burn fat, we're still using our muscles to do that. So when you are doing those reps, contract your muscles hard. Turn on that beast mode, unleash it, and make sure you're getting the most out of every rep. Now, that does not mean throw the weight around. That does not mean lift an crazy amount of weight that you shouldn't be lifting. It means work with control, work with intentionality. I personally am a fan of slower reps over faster. Faster reps can be beneficial, but I would say slower reps are more beneficial the majority of the time. If you can do something slow, you can do it fast. You're typically, in my opinion, in my experience, you're going to get better gains from slower reps than you are fast unless you are like an athlete training a fast twitch thing for like improving your jump. Now, since we're on the topic of that, the second tip ties in nicely and that is to play with your tempo. So when I say play with your tempo, it typically will mean to slow down the eccentric. Again, we often, like I just said, can get caught up in a certain number of reps and we often will neglect that eccentric portion of the rep. So that's basically when we are lowering the weight. So instead of doing like a one or two second negative, just think about bicep curls, for example. It's a really easy one to think about when you are extending your elbow, lowering that weight down. Instead of taking one to two seconds to do that, take four or five seconds. It is going to burn like crazy. So play with your tempo. You can also add in half reps or quarter reps. Typically, we want to work in a full range of motion, but doing that can often help you get a couple gains as long as you program it into your plan effectively. Final tip is to train till failure sometimes. You don't need to train till failure every single set or every single day. I personally like to train till failure about 10 to 20% of each workout. Some people might say that's a little too high. I personally... I, I enjoy doing that and it works very well for me. It works very well for a lot of my clients. Um, the reason we want to train till failure sometimes is not only to get used to that discomfort mentally, but we actually want to push through that burn because that feeling is actually releasing chemicals in your body that is going to help improve the function of so many of your organs, your brain, literally like all of your main organs. So pushing through that is so beneficial for your overall health, let alone building muscle. So to summarize, if you have hit a plateau, if you're finding yourself in that plateau right now, do not lose focus. You actually want to increase your focus. A plateau is not a bad thing. A plateau is normal. And technically, a plateau doesn't even really exist because there's always something going on inside your body physiologically, even if you can't see it. So maintain the basics 
and do what you can to really dial in and optimize the little things in your life because that is really what's going to add up. Um, An increase in your cardio or drastically reducing your calories, I mean, it might be the answer, but it's highly likely probably not. Your body is such a complicated unit. Honestly, there's so much going on. It's even way beyond my understanding of it all. Hopefully, these tips helped you guys. And we want to work on optimizing and aligning as many aspects of our life and our body as possible so that we continue that path towards success. That is it. That's all for today's episode. If you guys got value, go ahead, take a screenshot of this episode. Share it to your Instagram story. Tag me at Nyfina. Let me know which tip stood out, what tip you're going to implement. And we actually have a new Instagram page specifically for the podcast. So you guys can give us a follow on there as well. We're going to be posting some clips from the podcast as well as some motivational stuff on there. You can find it at beyondthebody.podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.